Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Days sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Days clearance pricing today. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fantastic episode of Raider... No. Oh. This is a uh, the first ever Tales from the Nation live. That's right. No Raiders fan radio tonight live from Murph's Fan Cave. We're doing the other show, or one of the other shows that's on the Murph's Fan Cave Network. We are doing an episode of Tales from the Nation live, so we won't be talking about the current Raiders tonight. Maybe a little bit of that might creep in, uh, especially considering the content and all the rumors that are swirling around uh, the, uh, the, the guy that's at the center of all of this. That that is number 12, Tom Brady. Um, so we might talk a little bit about that, but for the most part, we're going to talk about the history of this play, and that is the tuck rule and its impact on the Raiders and the uh, the impact at that time and then the aftermath and all that good stuff and all the things that swirl around that. So anyways, that is what Tales from the Nation is, is when we go back and explore significant moments uh, in the Raiders' history. And uh, I, I definitely do not do this show alone. And so I uh, welcome in my co-host for the evening, the one and only Swag Jeff. What's That's up, Swag? Right. Oh. Yo, I am so excited to be back here, guys. I am so excited. It's been three weeks. Uh, Christmas time happened and all that good stuff. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. But I am so glad to be back here for Tales from the Nation. Tales from the Nation, dude. The show yes. that you are you are half of. You're not a third of Raiders Fan Radio. You are a half of Tales from the oh, Nation. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. while we're talking about the show and we got your camera shot on, show off that sexy swag hey, you got going on looky there. there. We got a Tales from the Nation shirt courtesy of Just Win Johnny. Big shout out to that man right there. He made the shirt for us, and we can't thank you enough, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and I've got mine on as well. These aren't for sale or anything. These are one-offs. These are things that Johnny sent to us. And uh, it's legit, man. That that Tales from the Nation logo is one of our favorite logos. Oh, it's my favorite. It's of the Murph's Fan Cave Network, man. It's yeah. legit, man. So we appreciate Johnny for uh, for sending those our way. And so, yeah, so this is Tales from the Nation. Uh, I, I mentioned already what the show is, but we, that said, we are doing it live. Yes. So, Swago, tell us about what we got going on in the chat room tonight. Uh, yeah, so we got everyone in here. We got Ron the Mater Raider, Atticus B. Rockin', Raider Roo, Mojo, Demon Death, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Herman Munster, Pirate 1975. We got the whole gang in here. Awesome, man. Appreciate everybody joining us live. And you could join us live most every Wednesday night at youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. That's M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. And uh, so please support us in that way. And you can also support us 
by subscribing to the audio versions of our podcast, which you can find on any podcast service that you uh, that you care to partake in, and that would be Apple Podcasts, that could be Google, uh, Google Play, that could be Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. If there's you can find an audio podcast, you can certainly find us. So please subscribe to us in that way and support what we got going on uh, here at at the show. So uh, so speaking of the show and speaking of the network, so the Merce Fan Cave Network is a, a collection of different podcasts uh, that we. Produce produce some in-house and some externally and um, so we've had some changes lately uh, the flagship show that you will always find is Raiders Fan Radio uh, and then we have this show Tales from the Nation where we explore the uh, uh, the different various significant moments within Raider history then we also have the the newly uh, joint actually it's not even that new anymore um, but Mojo who you know is a made man here uh, and does Mojo's pod show Mojo's pod show the audio version of that is now part of the Fan Cave Network and uh, thankfully I got a chance to join Mojo last night. Yeah, so you did. Oh man, it was a lot of fun. We had such a great time. You guys know me. I don't. I don't. I don't drink beer uh, much anymore, and I, I certainly don't on the air. But I did last night. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> it was really fun, man. And uh, shout out to my girlfriend Max and her recommendation of the forty-four. Oh my gosh! From from uh, from uh, Black Abbey. Black Abbey, dude. It's my favorite, man. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, right? It's a, it's a coffee stout. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When they originally released it, it was it was it's like a Colombian coffee or something like that, and they named it after uh, Barack Obama. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't for, know the forty four. He's the forty fourth president. Oh, yeah. that's where that came from. Yes. Dude, nice swag. Oh, dropping that knowledge on us, man. So good. Well, and you so know, good. and they get those coffee beans from the froth, frothy monkey. Mm. You know that, which is a local coffee shop. Yes. And you know what? That's where I met Max. Oh my god! All right. How cool oh, is that? Oh my gosh! Uh, my heart is melting. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, you meant to say Max. Max. So um, anyway, so so cool stuff there from Mojo and glad to be part of his show uh, last night and look for that coming up soon here on the Murph's Fan Cave Network. Uh, and then, um, you know, so the Fan Club Blitz, they're kind of going on and doing their own thing now. Yeah, good for them. And good for them. And we wish them the best. And then also Mondays with Mike and Murph kind of on a hiatus. So we're not sure what's going to go on there. And, uh, you know, we got some other ideas in the pipeline. You know hey, what I mean? We got, hey, hey. we're always uh, ever evolving this whole content creator thing. So Anyways, yeah. uh, so tonight, though, Tales from the Nation, uh, we're going to kick it off uh, the first live ever Tales from the Nation with the tuck rule. But, you know, Swago, we played the RFR intro yeah, we at did. the beginning of this show, but we have a, an intro for Tales from the oh, Nation. Oh, yeah, we do. It's a good one. So let's go ahead and switch over and let's, let's kick this thing off official and do the Tales from the Nation introduction. Just win, baby. Commitment to excellence. The famed silver and black. The holy roller. Ghost to the post. The immaculate reception. Time never really stops for the great ones. Tales of greatness. Tales of legend. Tales that define our very existence as fans. Some tales are of epic proportion. Some tales are heartbreaking memories of missed opportunity. Raider Nation is full of these tales. Let's take a journey through the past and present and relive the Raiders' adventure in the NFL. Here's Swag Jeff and Murph coming to you live from the dungeons of Murph's Fan Cave. The indestructible Jim Otto, George Blanda, the greatest clutch player the game has ever known, Willie Brown, the magnificent cornerback, Gene Upshaw, Ted Hendricks, and of course, the magnificent Art Shell. And then you take Tom Flores, the star player who coaches the two Super Bowls. Let me take you back a few years to Frank Yule Field, to the Oakland Coliseum, to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, relive the moments of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. To those of us who saw you battle to the top, we will never forget you. You know, Raider football was always emotional. We loved to take those memorable trips throughout the league, and we were hated, we were feared, but we were respected. These are our moments. These are our stories. These are Tales from the Nation. <laughs> Man, so uh, so there's the intro for Tales from the Nation. So yes, yeah, yeah. so we're going to talk tonight. Look, we some... Some of these we've done have been fun stories, uh, like the, you know the uh, the divine interception, right when the Raiders yes. sealed the victory against the Houston Texans on the uh, uh, just right after Al Davis passed away. Some of these not so much, and you know we knew going into this show that eventually we were going to have to do the Tuck Rule, and we knew that 
you know, this show normally runs 20, 30 minutes. We knew it was going to be much longer uh, to, co- to cover and explore the tuck rule fairly, much longer than 20, 30 minutes. So then Swago had the idea. He said, hey, let's do it live. And I think that's a great idea because I think this could be cathartic. I think that this could be a way for us to kind of all like have like group a group therapy session. You know, those of you in the chat, yeah. uh, we've got a call we're going to feature tonight. Uh, and, and really, and on the, the, um, not the eve of, but like in that, the short term of Tom Brady now yes. being eliminated by the playoffs from your ex-girlfriend, yeah, from my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. yeah which was amazing. Swaggo. She, she actually like, came in clutch a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Titans beating the, beating the Patriots and look, I'm rooting for them for the way out. Like I hope they, why, win. Not? I, why not? I hope they win it all. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I certainly don't want the chiefs and don't want the, the Niners uh, and like a no, lot of other teams. No, so I root for the Raiders every week, but if they're not in, you know, you got to pull for someone, I guess, oh, I guess oh, right. Why not, man? I'm, I'm rooting for the Titans. They live down the street from us. Like, yeah, why We'll support him. So anyway, so that said, uh, we're gonna, we're going to kind of go through this thing. We're going to go through this tuck rule thing. And uh, Swaggo, why don't you go ahead and start off, set us up, like maybe start to kind of paint the picture for us of what it looked like yeah, back in yeah. uh, so just back to, in the day. Just to kind of piggyback what you said, you know, I mean, because this this moment and this game really was the start of a dynasty. You know, yeah. say what you want, say what you want about the Patriots, say what you want about Tom Brady. This game kind of was the start of his dynasty and the Patriots dynasty. So now that his dynasty is over, you know, or pretty much over, we can talk about this. So I think so. I think that's a good point. Is yeah. that it kind of feels like we're getting to a closure point with them. It is. It is. He yeah. just he announced on Instagram today that he is coming back. He said Tom is? Yes, Tom is coming back. Now whether that's with the Patriots or not, we don't know. Let's go ahead. We'll hit that. So let's, because that's the relevance to today. To the today, speculation. The is, speculation is that he may be uh, for uh, going for the Dischargers or the Raiders. Geez, you know, come on, which man. is which is crazy. Uh, you know, which is crazy. And so you talked about this with Mojo last night, but uh, you know what happens? I mean, what if he's in silver and black? <sighs> You know, I thought we talked a lot about last night, so I'll redirect everybody to Mojo as far yes. as my opinion on it. Go listen to Mojo's pod show. It should be up on his channel. We'll have the audio version up here on Merce Fan Cave. I talked a lot about why well, I kind of walked through my feelings as a fan of yeah. like what that would look like if Tom Brady were to become a Raider. But let me hear yours. You know, I love the Raiders. I just love the Raiders. And if you wear silver and black, I'll root for you. You know, so... Do I want Tom Brady? Do I want him as a Raider? Hell no. No. No, I don't. He needs to be with the Patriots and just, if, if the Patriots don't want him, just retire. Just right. retire and be done, you yeah. know, or go somewhere else. But, uh, you know, that being said, if Mike Mayock and John Gruden feel like Tom Brady is the guy that's going to bring greatness to the Raiders in Vegas, you know, I mean, well, you know, I'll tell I'm you, not going to not root for the guy and the and the Raiders. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. I gave my answer, and, and please go to that show to check it out. But I'll tell you what Mojo told me. Just win, baby. Like Plain and simple, man. Ah, right? Plain and simple. <sighs> you know, I want to see him succeed. And if they feel like he's the guy... You know, God, Carumba, that would be weird. It'd be weird. Oh, it'd gosh, be weird. Be so I wouldn't. Weird. I wouldn't. Would look- it be weirder though than Jerry Rice or Bill Romanowski or Tom Rathman or Ronnie Lott or like you know Rod e- Woodson or like exactly. there are we are littered with examples of guys that were Hall of Fame players or at least high caliber players coming and being the uh, playing with the Raiders after the you know anyway whatever that's all yes. other story. Let's not get into that. Let's go. Let's 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 keep this thing back in 2001. Let's yes. go with the tuck rule. Set us up, Jeff. What does it look like going into Foxborough that night? First, let's do this. Okay. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us 
on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. So let's go back to 2001. (laughs) 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 Sorry, that tickled me. So 2001. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so so, uh, the the offseason, before the 2001 season, the Raiders were gearing up, man. They were coming in. Yeah. They were acquiring weapons. They were, you know, speaking of speaking of guys, we uneasy about being in silver and black. They acquired Jerry Rice in that yes. season. Yeah. They acquired Jerry Rice, and they were looking poised to make another Super Bowl run after the AFC Championship game the previous year, where they lost sixteen to three to the Ravens. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was brutal. And after Terry Sil- uh, to Terry Tony Saragusa's fat butt landed on Rich Gannon and yes, broke his shoulder exactly. and cost us the freaking game. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we we head into the season. Uh, Rich Gannon's back. He's in form after the injury, ready to go. And uh, the Raiders go ten and six. They go ten and six, and they win their second consecutive AFC West title. Yes. So they go into the playoffs. And uh, they put a little hurting on the Jets oh. in, the, in the wild card round. Oh, Charlie Garner, baby. Yeah, hey, why don't you talk about that? Well, I'll tell you, man, one of my favorite plays, uh, I would say, in recent Raider history. This is a long time ago now. But, um, gosh, it was amazing. So I was living out here at the time. So I'd, I'd relocated to the middle Tennessee from the Bay Area. And, and, I, and, and I was watching the game at Mosh's house. Uh, so shout out to Uncle Mosh, who is uh, his is uh, the Western Annex is a little quiet over there tonight because Mosh isn't with us. Uh, so uh, so I'm watching the game at Mosh's house and Charlie Garner, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, and I I didn't look any of this up, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the game uh, to win it, Charlie Garner took off for like 80 yards uh, for exactly a touchdown. an okay. 80 yard touchdown. All right, there you go. And so as Charlie Garner is running down the field. Uh, and we should have had that audio that, you know what? We'll do another tales from the nation on that. Cause that Perfect. was amazing. So he's taken off scores, the, the, the game winning touchdown and me and Mosh are freaking out, man. We're screaming and yelling. And my aunt Kathy, your KP comes around the corner and she probably don't remember this, but she's like, what are y'all yelling about? And I grab her and give her this big giant bear hug and pick her up. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> like it was like, yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Like that game was phenomenal. Like that was that was such a good time to be a Raider fan. Yeah. Chat chat room, shout us out, man. Let me know if you remember those days, man, because that was man, it's like it seems like it and it really is a long time ago now, but it just seems like another world ago because we've been so bad for so long. But anyway, yeah, great game, Swago. Yeah, yeah. I was I think I was in the eighth grade when that game happened. If that makes you feel yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, well that did too. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but so 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 yeah. So Garner had the big play. Jerry Rice nine catches, which tied at the time a playoff record uh, for most receptions in a playoff game. One hundred eighty three yards and a touchdown. Nice. And they were coming in hot, ready to roll, oh. man. And then they go to Foxborough. They go to Foxborough, <sighs> January nineteenth, two thousand and two, the divisional round playoff game. Uh, they head into the game. And it's it's they, another word for this. Everyone calls it the tuck rule game, but it was the snowball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was the snowball. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so the game, uh, so they're up 13 to 10, the Raiders are. And isn't this the last game in Foxborough? The last game in Foxborough. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, absolutely. That, that sta- Foxborough Stadium, anyway, Foxborough before Stadium. the new yes, Gillette and all Gillette. that business. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so before this play happened, before the, the infamous play happened, uh, the play before the Raider uh, Raider cornerback Eric Allen, who was lurking around the Patriots sideline, heard Brady talking to the offensive coordinator, and heard the play that was called. Oh, and so look Eric, at you dropping some knowledge, so Swaggo. Yeah, well, yeah, I love so, it. So Eric Allen runs to the sidelines and and tells the defensive coordinator, "This is what they're running. This is what they're running." And so uh, so be ready for it. So the play was called, and they called a corner blitz. And nice. everyone's favorite, number 24, Charles Woodson. The GOAT. The GOAT comes in and just lays a smack on his former Michigan Wolverines teammate, Tom Brady, and the ball pops out. The ball pops out, and uh, and who was it? Uh, Greg uh, Beekert yep. falls on the ball. Number 54. Minute 43 left. The game's over. 
Game's over. The Let- game's over, man. 13-10 Raiders victory. Or so we thought. Let's listen to the call live. The 42. Blitz. Lost the football. It's on the ground. Covered by the Raiders. His college teammate, Charles Woodson, on the blitz. Tom Brady never sees him coming from the front side. Greg Beekert recovers the fumble. Charles Woodson, first time today I've seen him come on a blitz. Oh. The question is, did he pull it down? Uh, His arm was going forward, but was he throwing a football? Well, the, the exact term I can't think of, but if you throw a pass, and as you're faking that pass, now watch, as you're faking the pass, if it slipped out of your hand, that would be an incomplete pass. But was it forced out by Charles Woodson? I don't think the the recoil of the fake throw is what made it come out of Tom Brady's hand. After reviewing the play, the quarterback's arm was going forward. It is an incomplete play. Taking a chance on the 42. gosh wow that's rough man that's rough it's rough going back and listening to that so uh you said you're in the eighth grade uh when this happened i remember exactly where i was i was working <laughs> i was working at a, at a liquor store nice part-time yeah so just to kind of like fill in you know a little bit make some extra cash oh yeah and, and i had to work that night and uh, i'm like i am not working if i can't watch this football game and so i set up a tv i got a tv from the back like the break room and i brought it out and had it sitting up front and like during this point i'll never forget like i was ignoring everyone like people oh, are like coming yeah. in the store and all this stuff and i'm like completely ignoring it and i'm like i'm like waiting for them to come out and make the announcement of, it was Walt Coleman, right? If I remember right, the, the 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 referee on the on the on the call there. And I'm like, wait, and I'm like, and people are like, hey man, you got cut. I'm like, I don't care about the customers. Like, yeah, watching the game. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm surprised uh, you didn't crack open a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> 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 no, man. well, like the old saying goes, this team makes me drink. Well, well you're, yeah, you're one of them. Why? Absolutely. So, so tell us where you were, Raider Nation. Everybody in the chat there, man. I'm curious to hear where you, where you were. Uh, do you remember Swago where you were when you when you saw this? Well, I mean, I you were young, so like, I was young. I mean, did I was you pro- watch it live? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was probably at my parents' house, and I was pulling for the Raiders, honestly. You know, well, after yeah. that, I mean, it's the first time I ever rooted for the Raiders. Nice. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah, look at that. Full circle look, in this yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and yeah, that I mean, the call was bullcrap. I mean, that's what I, I mean, it was insane. It was. And, and so uh, jumping into the chat there, excuse me, goodness, excuse me. Uh, Mojo said, I thought I could do this. I'm just not sure. I want to break something and just listening to that audio. <laughs> I'm with you, Mojo. Well, let's, yeah. And this is, look, let's, this is, this is, uh, this is therapy here. We're all going to do this together. Paul is in there. Paul, yeah, our buddy Paul. from across the pond at Shropshire, Mississippi. Atticus B. Rockin', Ron the Mater Raider, Pirate 1975. Raider born Rico in the Canary Islands. What's up, Raider Rico? Uh, and uh, let's see who else. Demon Death is in there. Just Win Johnny, Ron the Mater Raider, of course. Ernie Cortez, Kevin the Raider Nerd. What's up, Kevin the Raider Nerd? Uh, Kevin says, I was living in Virginia Beach, Virginia, watching that effing game <laughs> nice <laughs> like I, I love it there's there's um there's nothing uh nothing but uh, uh uh colorful adjectives when it ter- in terms of describing this game yeah so let's uh let's jump to nfl network and their breakdown of it it uh so the raiders had out of all the controversial plays in the, the according to nfl network and the top 10 the top two were raider plays of course the immaculate deception was number one and the tuck rule was number two and here's yes. them, here's them breaking it down Ball of all time to the tuck rule. Here he is, bearing down at three, he goes the football! One of the most heinous crimes ever committed against the team was that tuck rule. Snowy Foxborough Stadium was the setting for one of the most memorable games in NFL history. If you love football to be played in the elements, this is your night. It was like a snow globe. Giant flakes falling down all night long. But the surreal surroundings had nothing on the surreal ending. The weather was secondary in that game because of how it played itself out. Because it all came down to the top. 
Tom Brady had been under heavy pressure from the Raiders all day. And with the score 13-10 with under two minutes to go, it was time for our number two most controversial call. I started to throw the ball to the left, and the defensive lineman was standing there. And as I was coming down to recock it and get the ball out to the running back, that's when I got hit. Here he is, Barry down, and Brady calls the football! Beacon dives on the ball! The Raiders have the ball! I just saw the ball on the ground. I saw them recover, and I'm thinking our season's over. I was so pissed. I couldn't believe that I'd fumbled the ball to lose the game. The Raiders are going back. You hear what he just said right there? What did he say? He said, I can't believe I fumbled the ball. Sounds like he admitted what, and we, we there's we got more of that coming, but. Oh, there do was, we? Yeah, but there was right there. He said it right there. Well, I can't yeah. believe I fumbled the ball. To the AFC Championship game. And next thing you know, the referee starts doing this, and they say they want to review it. The play is going to be reviewed, though, Greg. Oh, wow. Review it whether it was a fumble or not, I guess. Was his arm coming forward? There was some confusion as to what they were doing. Hey, what's the holdup? No, that's no, a fumble. No, no, no. He's, that's a fumble. That is a fumble, and Beekert recovered. The world was about to become intimately familiar with the tuck rule. When a teammate player is holding the ball to pass it forward, any intentional forward movement of his hand starts a forward pass. Even if the player loses possession of the ball as he is attempting to tuck it back toward his body. After reviewing the play... The play- this is hard, Jeff. I don't know how much of this I'm going to be able to get through. This is crazy. Okay, I'm going to play a couple more a little bit of this. Quarterback's arm was going forward. It is the but takes away the decision that you have to make. Does it come out here? Does it come out here? Okay, that's, I can't handle that anymore. It, 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 whatever. You, you guys get, get the point. You guys get the point. That's, that's, we all saw it's it. It's freaking painful, man. I, I look, And it's a bunch of people breaking it down and a bunch of people giving their opinions on it. But there's only a handful of people whose uh, opinions, frankly, that I care about on it. Yeah. And first and foremost is Al Davis. So instead of listening to all these jabronis talk about it, let's listen to Al. It's my opinion opinion of almost everybody in the world that the play was a fumble should have been called a fumble that uh that someone would reverse it without conclusive indisputable visual evidence is just unbelievable but uh, that's what happened that's what we have to live with but we'll always consider that play a fumble absolutely Yes, that, that's that's period. Plain is, yeah, plain and, and simple. Period. End of story. And it's like you know, I forget who it was that talked about the um. There's the the uh, the bar test. Like if you or the like if you ask ten people in a bar, is that a fumble? The answer to that question, ten out of ten, is yes. Yes. Right? And I yeah. forget who it was. It was like Schlereth or somebody like that or Baldinger. Somebody's got that rule. But like, and I think about that a lot of times. Like you think about like the Saints uh, Rams play. Uh, that happened just uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. With the, it was, it was Saints Rams, right? Yeah. The, the pass interference, uh-huh, right? Yeah, the blatant yeah. pass interference. Yeah. yeah. Like if you ask 10 out of 10 people in a bar watching that game, all of them say that's pass interference, right? Yes, absolutely. That's what the tuck rule was. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so, th- so we heard Al on it. Now, look, I kind of got these in, 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 in order here. That's like three of the, the guys that you want to hear their opinion on. One is Al, uh, one is Gruden, and one is Charles Woodson. So let's hear uh, John Gruden. I think. Well, that one doesn't count. Huh? That huh? plays over with. Come on now. You never get over that. That'll be ever. Away. I'm scarred forever. That'll be on his headstone. You and I, you know, we've had dinner together. At least a half an hour is always set aside for you to talk about the officiating. Used to be when you watch a football game, if there was a holding call, they might show the referee signal holding. Testing the on-field microphone. One, two, three, four, five. Now they got their own television show. We got to put the microphone on the referee so we can hear holding <laughs> offense. I see that. Number 75, the right guard. That'll be a 15-yard penalty and a first down. It drives me crazy. But if you guys do throw a flag, you know, the film guy will He'll film the flag, and then he'll go right to you, and you'll be able to give some practice on your, you know. Everything's changed. Speed of the game has changed. Shotgun formations. What do you think of the Wildcat? I love it. That- oh, man, I think I got the wrong audio clip here. This is the one where he goes, he goes, what do you think about the tuck rule, John? He says, I think the tuck rule is a crock of 
Nice, nice. Like, that's what it is. That's basically the guy. I got, I pulled the wrong audio clip there. But, anyways, that's John Gruden. Obviously, this was in between his coaching career. Like, this was after he got fired from Tampa Bay, before he started back with the Raiders when he was sure. an analyst. Yeah. And Steve Sable had him on and he asked him about the tuck rule and he said it was a crock of crap. All right. Uh, next up, let's go to Charles Woodson and listen to Charles Woodson on the Rich Eisen show. So, I am mandated on behalf of New England fans everywhere including the gentleman to my left, who you know is a New England fan, and also my wife. I turned my back to him. No, I understand you did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, the difference is, is the tuck, do you not believe the tuck rule was appropriately applied as it was written in the rule book? I do not. I do not. I feel like here's an here's a interesting thing about it, the way I think about it. Mm-hmm. I watch the news a lot. You know, a lot of times you'll have, you know, two economists on, t- on television, and they'll be talking about the economy. One will say the t- economy is doing great, mm-hmm. and one will say it's in the tank. But you're like, oh, these are economists. They both have the same facts and figures, same numbers. How can they have differences of opinion, right? Two plus two is four, right? Mm-hmm. Two plus two is four? Yes. Correct. We're all in agreement. Right. So when you look at the missed call, if you ask 100% of Saints fans, 100% of uh, Rams fans, should it have been called? There you go. Everybody would say, Yes. 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 Two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. In our case, two plus two Mm -hmm. is still four, but they added one. So two plus two equaled five. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they were able to add their own interpretation into it. So they took a play. Two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. A fumble. They added their own interpretation and made it into an incomplete pass. Because they ruled it a fumble and came back and looked at it. He, he's, just he in was, the process of able, bringing it down was, when you hit He was hit able him. to take the rule and justify why he overturned it. So if, I, so if me and you were in a court of law mm-hmm. and you're arguing that his arm was going forward, mm-hmm. I would say, well, show me the part where his arm's going forward. You would show the tape. You see his arm going forward, and then you'd bring it back. And then i say, well, tell me, when did he fumble? Did he fumble while his arm was going forward? And you would have to tell me, uh, no. He brought it when he brought it back into his body. Hence the tuck rule, correct? Yes. Okay. So was he bringing it back into his body or was it into his body? So there's, there's, there's a technicality to it. Hey, look, so the, he's not, he wasn't bringing the ball back into his body. When I hit him, he had it, both hands on the ball. It's in his body. He ain't bringing it back into his body. It's a fumble. Hear from me, four-time Olympic gold medalist Michael Johnson on the Data Brilliant podcast from Data Leaders Click. I talked to Click's Joe Dos Santos about the role of data in my running career and in my business today as I help prepare future athletes. Tune in to hear us as we discuss the psychological and personal qualities needed to be a champion and how data can help you recognize what it takes to win. Search Data Brilliant on your preferred podcast platform to listen now. It's a fumble. It's a fumble, man. <laughs> it's a fumble. <laughs> I can't. And Charles Woodson's got plenty more to say about it. Plenty more to say about it. In fact, we're going to hit one more, and then we're going to get into some more fun stuff around this. I promise we're not just going to relive all the the despair and the and the the angst around the, the bad uh, call and the interpretation and all the the that garbage. But let's just we're just going to. Hey, so before you get into this, <laughs> yeah, Paul says it's my first time on the live chat, and I'm stomping him around my room at one o'clock in the morning, angry and ready to go to sleep now. <laughs> Paul, stick with us, brother. <laughs> He finally makes it into a live show yeah. and he picked the tails from the nation the and the tuck rule. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Oh my gosh. Uh, we're sending a lot of lot of love and positive vibes your way, man. A lot a lot of yeah. Sorry, buddy. I appreciate you joining us though. It's been it's good to oh, have you. Oh yeah. It's really cool to have you. All right, so so I promise this is gonna get we're gonna get this is gonna get fun in a minute. We're gonna start playing with this in a in a second. But first off, let's continue the Charles Woodson thing. And listen to him talk about it on a football life. In frozen Foxborough, the Raiders battered Tom Brady. They led by three. A trip to the AFC Championship game was just over two minutes away. But it didn't end the way it should have ended. Yeah, I'm coming off the left side. I see Brady drop back, getting ready to launch the ball. There's my opportunity. What's it showing blitz? Here he is, bearing down, and Brady calls the fumble! 
sacked his former Michigan teammate. Game over. Or so we thought. The play is going to be reviewed, though, Greg. Oh, why? You know, he does bring it yeah, forward, he, but that's not to pass the ball. He pumped it. He pulled. He was pulling the ball back. So the more time went on, the more everybody on the sidelines like, I think we're about to get screwed. The quarterback's arm was going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. All the air was let out of the Oakland Raiders. After that happened, we, we never recovered. It's a sudden death for the Raiders' season as they are beaten here on this dark, freezing night in Foxborough. Clearly a fumble. You know, the guy was going to throw the ball. This is Woodson right after the, the game. Post game. The post game, yeah. Well, he pumped it, he brought it back down, and uh, then I hit him. The ball came out. Clearly a fumble. So you totally disagree with the fact it was overturned. Damn right, I disagree. Time owes me. But okay, this is cool. Listen to what Charles Woodson has to say right here. This is neat because this is going to lead into our next audio clip. But you know what? Me and Tom have never talked about that play, and so I, I imagine maybe sometime. Maybe I'll just sit down with him in a lonely bar somewhere, just me and him, and I'll just ask him point blank, Tom, just, just tell me. If you could just tell everybody in the world what it was, what was it? I, I know what he would say. That's pretty cool. Okay, Swago. So, okay. So Charles says, I would love to sit down with Tom and just ask him, and I know what he would say. Okay. Well, the Raiders fan radio, or in this case, Tales from the Nation, microphones were there. Oh, were they? And we heard it. When Charles Woodson, this is not a joke. This is really Charles Woodson sitting down with Tom Brady and confronting him about the tuck rule. And listen, Raider Nation, pay attention to how awkward this gets and how quick. These are two guys that were teammates. Like these oh, are, yeah. These guys are buddies. They're Michigan teammates. Yes. Listen to how awkward this is. Things first, man. Let's get the hard. First things first, man. Let's get the hard question out of the way. 2001. We're playing you guys. Yeah. Playoff game. Woodson showing blitz. Here he is, bearing down on Brady. Calls the football. Beaker dives on the ball. Charles Woodson came on a corner blitz, and he rocked his former Michigan teammate, the guy who lockered only two stalls away from him in Ann Arbor, and knocked the ball away. Just got to ask you, man. Was it a fumble? All right, that was pretty awkward. So, I guess we'll kind of yeah, let's move get into the present. Else. Yeah, we'll get into the present. Yeah. Wow! All we heard was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So if you uh, if you see the video, Tom does like like when Charles asks him the question, Tom goes and just just kind of shrugs. And so these on the audio podcast, you can't see me, but I'm shrugging. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like it was really awkward. I mean. <sighs> Tom knows it was a fumble and we know Tom knows it was a fumble. We caught it in one of those earlier audio clips, Swago, yeah. where he admitted it. Yeah. He said it was a fumble, but, but he's, I, this isn't the first time he said it was a fumble. He's been busted a few times. Hasn't he? Well, yeah. Okay. So we had him say on that one thing there, he was like, Oh, it was a fumble. I knew, or I, I knew it fumbled or whatever his, his terminology was there. Well, then also, so this year they've been doing the Peyton's Places uh, where Peyton Manning does. It's a these, fun show, it's man. It's a fun show. Well, the Blitikoff one we loved, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, well, he has Tom, uh, Tom Brady on there. Okay. And, and so I submit this as, so exhibit A was the one clip from the, the all-time controversial calls. Yep. Exhibit B, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. The tough rule game, was it a fumble? Oh, yeah, I thought game's over. Yeah. For the record, I was pulling it down. Typical Peyton Manning making me earn it. There you what? Go. Yeah. I was pulling it down. I mean, he said, oh, yeah, I thought the game was over. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah, so the rest of the world, So the Tom. rest of the world, Tom. So there you go. There's exhibit B. All right, now I give you, Swago, exhibit C. Okay. Or three. So, <laughs> so A, B, and three. <laughs> so uh, Tom Brady is visiting, I'm guessing it's an army base. Okay. It's somewhere in the Middle East. 
just judging by the just the look of kind of the surroundings and whatnot. Okay, and the attire of some of the people that that are, that are uh, in his entourage and in his uh, his group there. Um, he gets off, or he's he's getting out of like a limo, right? Okay. So Tom's getting out of a limo, and there's a whole group of soldiers around him, and there's all these people. And one of the guys, one of the soldiers, says something about the Raiders, and Tom says, "I hate the Raiders." Like flat out, like you'll hear it. He says, Oh, really? Yes. He said flat out says, I hate the Raiders. And then someone says, what about the tuck rule? And pay real close attention to the end of this audio clip. It's kind of hard to hear. Okay. Someone just filming on their iPhone. Okay. But listen to what Tom said. Like, this is it. There's nothing more definitive to me than this right here. You hear that? He says, I'm a Raiders fan. Tom says, I hate the Raiders. And everyone starts laughing. Now, here we go. Wow. Tuck rule. Tuck rule. It was a fumble, by the way, Swaggo. What did he say? It was a fumble, by the way. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't quite hear that. What did he say? It was a fumble, by the way. No, 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 no. Say it one more time. It was a fumble, by the way. What? One more time. It was a fumble, by the way. It was a fumble, by the way. F it, Tom Brady. Anybody wants to see him in silver and black, you kiss my culo, man. Well, yeah. It was okay, a freaking so, fumble, Tom. So, yeah. So, so, uh. so he leads that off by saying, I hate the Raiders. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And now we're talking about this guy maybe wearing silver and black? Nah. I hate the Listen to it. I hate the Raiders. Oh, there you go. And the only thing he said worse than that was it was a fumble, was by the way. F- this? It was a fumble, by the way. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Unbelievable, what? man. Okay. All right. So, all right. Everybody good? Yeah. So, Are we living in the chat room. Shout them out, Swaggo. So, so, yeah, we got everyone. Atticus B. Rockin', Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Raider Tory, Pirate 1975, Raider Roo, uh, Yo Yo, Pirate 1975, Paul. Foxy Scorpio, uh, the whole gang's in here. Kevin the Raider Nerd, Just Win Johnny, uh, Matthew Mangus. Uh, we've got the whole crew in here, guys. Awesome. Appreciate you joining us. So speaking of Matthew Mangus, so we sent up the uh, the bat signal earlier this week, and we said, hey, we're going to do a live Tales from the Nation. If you got any thoughts around the game, uh, you know, where you were, whatever, uh, share them with us. And so we knew this was going to be a long show, and we had a lot of audio to get to. So I picked one. I picked one call that I felt represented all of our thoughts, feelings yes. uh, around Raider Nation and, uh, and around the tuck rule. And, and not only did I pick this guy because I thought he expressed kind of where we were all at mentally around it, but also, shame on me, Swaggo, uh, on Raiders Fan Radio, if you call and leave a message three times, you become what? A made man, I believe. That's right. You become a made man. Well, this uh, gentleman and his twin brother have become the first made siblings, oh, the first made twins, nice. right? On Raiders Fan Radio. Well, yeah. He left his third message last week, and I forgot to play his music. So, yeah, you did. So I'm going to play his call, and which is great. Matthew Mangus in the chat tonight. Yes. Uh, much prop, uh, props and respect to him. And then after we hear his call, I'm going to play the Made Man music. And correct, congratulations, Matthew, on becoming a mad, ma- oh, gosh, I can't A talk. made man. Made man here yeah. on Raiders Fan Radio. Absolutely. This is um, Matthew Mangus calling from Fremont, California. Uh, just seen on Instagram that you guys are talking about the tough rule. The biggest bullshit. The NFL ever tried to pull against the Raiders. John Goon was the head coach. Philichek and Brady, the whole Patriots dynasty started because of a damn fumble. Sucks that the Raiders weren't the one to beat the Patriots. I always thought, oh, the Raiders are going to end the Patriots dynasty because the Raiders started it. And they're going to rewrite the wrong by beating the Patriots and ending the dynasty. You know, all good things have to come to an end, and hopefully this is the end of the Patriots dynasty. God, I can't stand them. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. F*** the Patriots and f*** Tom Brady. We're so glad you're out. Peace. You are a made man. 
you showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more silence can break hearts all right congratulations to matthew mengus on becoming yeah, a made man absolutely. here in radio. great call great call great and call quick and to the point <laughs> f the patriots and f tom Brady. there you go perfect <laughs> like perfect that's ultimately what the message of the show is like, yeah the whole show today like we yeah. don't have hate in our hearts for anybody jeff but you know it's pretty close this play it makes it awful close absolutely. yeah yeah, so speaking of the play, okay. So so we have the play, but we need to talk about what happened after the play. So this is important. It this is. is this is the, okay, so it's tough enough to deal with the existence of it, the happening of it, the heartbreak. Yes. But then everything that happened after, yes, compounds. So break us into it, man. Yeah, so so this play happened, there's still a minute 43 seconds left in the game. We all know how the game ended and blah de blah and a dynasty started and blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah, but the defense our defense, we kinda let animated like that's the part that gets skipped over a lot. Yeah. Well they kicked a game tying field goal and a forty five game- yard field goal in like a foot of snow, which is, you know, I mean that's no chip shot. No chip shot by any means. And but you know, I mean, I think after this play, and Charles Woodson said it pretty good in that in one of those clips there. They were just depleted. Was the it. air was just yes. let out of them. Yes. I mean, it was, they, you know, there really wasn't any, you know, stopping. We couldn't have stopped anybody. I mean, at that point, I mean, it was just everyone was just depleted. Yeah. Kind of like how we feel right now talking about it. I know, right? You this know, is just hard. a little, just a little depleted. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, but. but this so, feels icky. I got to tell you, going into all the show prep and all this stuff we did around this. Yeah. Like, we were kind of having fun. Like, you know what I mean? We're doing our thing. We're assembling our, our, our kind of our format and our, you know, all we, what we were going to talk about and our audio clips and all that. Now in the middle of it and like feeling the reaction from the chat room, I'm like, Oh man, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's been several people saying I'm going to hit the dislike button. Oh my gosh, man, this is an awful idea. Like, yeah. Uh, next time we, I'll tell you what. Next time we do a Tales from the Nation live, we'll do something fun. Yes, this, absolutely. This, yeah, we need to do a fun one for we'll, sure. We'll do a fun one. Yeah. Sorry, so no, thanks for hanging in there. Oh, absolutely. No, this is this, you know, <laughs> Empire 1975 worst show ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn truth. Yeah, oh my exactly, exactly. But, you know, I mean, the, the the game ended the way that it did. It didn't go in our favor. You know, they drove the ball down in overtime, kicked the game-winning field goal. Uh, they went on to whatever. But, you know. Whatever. To whatever. Uh, yeah, they went and did whatever, whatever, whatever the hell that they the did. Yankees, you know, whatever. Yeah. Six Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning of the crazy you know, just the downhill spiral that happened afterwards. Yeah. And let's, and let's talk about that. Okay, let's get into that. Let's get into right, the aftermath. Right after the break. Okay. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. <laughs> Paul said in the next episode. We're careful. <laughs> be shooting a puppy in the face (laughs) oh my gosh that's terrible oh my gosh we're laughing through real pain oh my gosh this is awful this is the worst idea so you know this is okay all right it was it was like we knew we all knew that tales from the nation we had to talk about this so the band-aid has just been ripped ripped off, off man and next week we'll do like 
Holy Roller or Sea of Hands or or, or something like that. We'll we got to do a fun one. We'll do a fun one, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So <laughs> Ron says massive spike in listener alcohol consumption. After yeah, the you're show. not kidding. Oh my Why are they gosh. waiting till after the show, Ron? <laughs> Don't listen to the show and drive. He says. Oh my gosh! Oh, Fire nineteen seventy five. Push Grandma down the steps. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! All right, no, oh, sorry. Man. No, we'll, we'll get through this together. I promise. Okay. Here yeah. We go. And Q said Brady should have played for the Ohio State University because it's so bad. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, All so right. so after this after this game after this play the all aftermath, that stuff, Jeff. The aftermath. Uh. So so Al Davis was pretty pissed at Gruden during this game. And I didn't know oh, that until yeah. doing a little research. Yeah. He was pissed. I guess he was pissed. I think someone in the someone in the chat said he was pretty pissed that uh, he iced the kicker at the end of the game. Like literally. Yeah, like li- yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, was al- yeah, yeah. he was already iced, but we called the timeout anyway. Yes. Yeah. Iced the kicker. Apparently Al was pissed about that. And Al was also pissed that he wasn't more vocal in uh in challenging this play. For uh, the the actual like confronting play. the referees Co- anyway, confronting yeah, the referee, yeah. being more vocal about it, he was pretty pissed that he didn't do it. And so after the game, uh, he just decided to trade him. It's trades John Gruden. Trades John Gruden. sends him to Tampa for what a bounty? Yeah, yeah, two number ones and two number twos and an eight million dollar check. Because only Al would like include cash like considerations yeah. for a, a coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I meant to look it up. I don't know if uh, in the history of the league, how many coaches have ever been traded. I meant it, to look it's, that it's up. It's a very short list. That's a, a very, short, very li- short list. Okay. Uh, so let's hit it. Let's, I got one more audio clip for you before we uh, let's keep this thing under an hour, an hour of misery here. Uh, I got one more audio clip for you before we close out the show. Let's go to the aftermath and hear about the trade. Well, that was the first and only time Al involved me in a coaching search and recommended that he hire Amy Trask speaking, by the way. Here we go. Bill Belichick. The thing that stood out to me the most is how smart he is. Um, I learned later from someone that there's an expression for that in the New England area, wicked smart. And I'd never heard that before. But boy, he is so intelligent. And everything he said impressed me. Davis, though, picked Gruden. In his third season, the Raiders were on the verge of making the Super Bowl, but lost at home in the AFC Championship game. The Ravens beat us. Gannon got hurt in a game that hurt us. That might have been a different game if we had Gannon. What's it like in the playoffs being on that losing side at the end of the game? It's the worst. It's humbling. It's uh, deathly quiet, and it takes you a while to get over the finality of it all. But we were loaded. We won the division again. But fall short of the Super Bowl again, losing to the Patriots and their second-year head coach Bill Belichick in a game decided by the tuck rule. And this is Officially 23 yards. Good snap, good hold. The kick is up. The Patriots have won. The tuck rule saves the day for the Patriots, and New England will advance to the AFC Championship game. This is embarrassing. There is no other way to put it. Al Davis was seething. Gruden sensed the most intimidating owner in football might direct his anger toward him. He was up giving his speech to the team. And he made the- this is Tim Brown talking. The comment, he said, they are never going to allow you guys to win here. And so I let everything settle down. I went to him and I asked him, what do you mean by you guys? I mean, you're our coach. So it's we, it's you know, us. Later, we figured out what you guys meant. My husband and I were out one evening and we got home and... As I'm walking in the house, the phone is ringing, and it's Al. I kind of hear, like, blah, 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 John Gruden, blah, 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 trade. And so I interrupt. I said, I really think that's a bad idea. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to emphasize this as best as I can. I think this is a really bad idea. And he said to me, you didn't hear me. I told you I just did it. One month after losing because of the tuck rule, Davis sent Gruden to Tampa. 
How did you end up as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know, I really don't know exactly how it all came about. I got a phone call late, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning or so, from uh, Al Davis, and he said, uh, basically, the parameters of a trade has been worked out. Would you like to go to Tampa Bay? And a lot of things transpired in a matter of minutes. And uh, when I woke up the next day, uh, I was kind of shocked, you know, that that much change has, had occurred in, in that short period of time. If we win a divisional playoff game on the road in the snow, no matter what happens in Pittsburgh, I believe that John Gruden remains as a head coach. I don't think he, he leaves. My name is John Gruden, and I am the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Golly. That's the worst, man. It's brutal. So here's the deal, man. So here's kind of the inside the inside story, right? And this is where we're gonna uh, hopefully bring some some. Uh, oh, it's not fun content, but it's it's insightful content. We're gonna hope that we bring to you all. Yeah. Uh, here by by tuning into this here on Tales from the Nation. So uh, in one of our favorite books, and we've had two of these three authors uh, on our show. So we've had John Kingdon and Steve Corcoran uh, both on the show, and Bruce Kebrick, the third author of Al Davis. Uh, behind the Raiders shield. He was an Al Davis uh, confidant swago, right? He was like a player personnel guy for Al for like 31 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. He or was in charge like of like like finding the next coach, like coach hiring and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So um so Kebrick had, when he was down at I believe it was like the East West Shrine game, uh John Gruden's dad, Jim, and John Gruden's agent at the time, and I want to make sure I get the names uh right on here. Uh gosh, I'll I'll come up with it in a second. Uh, let's see. Bob Lamont. Bob Lamont was John Gruden's agent at the time. So Bob and Jim Gruden, John's dad, come up to Bruce and they say, "Hey, John is in a contract year, uh, and uh, Al Davis has offered, uh, made an offer to John, but he's lowballing him." So, okay. so, so the the kind of the 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 behind the scenes going on here is that in the wake of the Tuck Rule game. John Gruden is in a contract year. Okay. Well, going into this, everybody knew that Al Davis had an issue with John Gruden becoming a face of the franchise. John Gruden was becoming the face of the Raiders. It was no longer Al Davis. And anything that we know about Al Davis is that he didn't want to be, you know, you know, absurd or front stage by anybody. Like he wanted to be the face of the franchise. He wanted to be the man. And so John Gruden was becoming the man and that bothered Al. So going into this, Al knew that if the Raiders won that game in Foxborough and were heading into another AFC championship game, there was no way that he could let John Gruden go. He knew that he would have to sign him to a contract extension. Right. So even so the Raiders lose the game, and many feel that Al used this as an opportunity to use that leverage of the loss that he had in that short window of time to then use John Gruden as a bargaining chip to get additional value in the draft via this trade. And even Bruce Kebrick in this book says, um, Al called me and said, I can get two ones and two twos for Gruden. Would you do it? And Bruce Kebrick told him I would trade Vince Lombardi for two ones and two twos. So Yikes. give us swaggo before I get into the aftermath of the aftermath what did the Raiders get in exchange for John Gruden? Yeah, so Raider Nation, make your decision. What would you rather have? 2001 John Gruden or Philip Buchanan, Langston Walker, Tyler Brayton, and Jake Grove? And $8 million. I mean, ouch. Ouch. That's why Amy said in there, I would rather have the generational head coach. I would rather have uh, the guy. Yeah. We would have rather have continued on the path with John Gruden. So we trade for those guys. Uh, and here's, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the last couple uh, paragraphs of, of the, of the Al Davis behind the Raider shield book. Uh, so John Gruden as, as according to Bruce Kebrick, John Gruden was a fearic victory to Al Davis. Kebrick said, Al won the battle, but he lost the war. I supported the trade, and I was giddy thinking about all of those draft choices. I later realized that the draft picks were just expensive pieces of paper. If you have a special coach, you don't let him go. 
Just like that, Davis had jettisoned a successful young coach and turned over the reins to an unheralded assistant coach, Bill Callahan. Once again, Davis was the face of the franchise. Davis, bold move validated, a belief held by former Raiders pro personnel Rich Need said, who was very fond of saying, Al would rather lose his way than win someone else's way. Wow. Boom. Yeah. There you go. That's the aftermath. It literally changed the history of the league one play. And that's why we wanted to dedicate a show to it. As painful as all of this was, yeah. I think that it was important for us to do this because you know this was significant not just to us as fans, but this literally not only kicked off the dynasty, this literally changed the face of the organization of the Raiders, the way that we would progress then into the rest of the decade. Yes. Like, this was a big... If John Gruden is our coach the following year, Rich Gannon's MVP year, like, are we... Who's going to be the coach of the of the, of the yeah. Buccaneers that year? I don't know. Not Tony. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter who the coach was going to be. But, you know, because you could say, I mean, that was our fourth ring. That was it. That was our fourth ring, man. Al Davis literally cost himself another Super Bowl by trading away John Gruden. I firmly believe that, and that's not an indictment of Al. You know how much respect and love and admiration we have for Al around here. Yes. But I feel like this one. I think that his ego and his desire to be the man cost us a chance to win. The just win baby got overridden by Al Davis, baby. I, I mean, I hate that. I hope you guys don't, uh, you know, take a run at me too much in the chat here, but what do you think? Because Swaggo, let me ask you, did Al get in his own way? I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, clearly. Yes. Yes, he did. Because, you know, you could say, and we're going to, and we're going to kind of tease this because after plenty of time to lick our wounds after this, Terrible episode of Tales from the Nation. We'll have to talk about this Super Bowl. I we'll know. have to talk about the Super Bowl the following year, uh. where you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rich Gannon in you know MVP form. They go to the Super Bowl, but John Gruden coached all these guys up. Yeah, so he knew what they were going to do. Bill Callahan did not change the offense. Literally, you know, that's like why it took the exact same offense that John Gruden developed and just. Kept it going. Just and, kept it going. And Rich Gannon turned into an MVP. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, so you ask, why did Gannon throw three pick sixes in a Super Bowl? Because Gruden was ready for it. Yes. He knew it. Yeah. He, knew, he knew it was coming. So we'll talk about that. Or, you know what? Or maybe we won't. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> maybe we'll, this, I have that pennant hanging up behind you over there, by the way. Just yeah, you do. Because I want it just to be a sad reminder of what you yeah. can't see. Hey, Jeff's yeah, camera yeah, shot yeah. there. But, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, hey, so this pretty, the chat, man, you guys rock. We love the chat. And uh, so <laughs> uh, Kevin, the Raider nerd, is in there. He says, after the show, uh, Murph Swag want to take turns kicking me in the nuts, too. Yeah, right. I love that. And uh, uh, a lot of people in there. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider's in there. Raider Homer. What's up, Raider Homer? Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, he's in there. Uh, Sugar Shane. Uh, Ron, the Mater Raider, says, this show should be called Tales from Depression. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, seriously. Uh, anyways, thanks for hanging in there with us guys tonight. You know, uh, I know this wasn't the most fun journey to go through, but it's cathartic. And you know what? And now it's out of our system. Now yes. we can go back, or I'm going to go back to pretending this thing didn't exist. It didn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to celebrate the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. This was, a, this was a Tales of Depression from the Oakland Raiders. So, hit us, hit us a break there, Swaggo, and then let's come back and kind of close this thing out best we can. Yeah. Hey, Raider Nation, I just want to say hello to Pastor Mondo of NationMinistry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother, Merrill. Just win, baby. All right. Thank you, Pastor Mondo. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so that concludes this episode of Tales from the Nation, uh, Tales from the Nation Live. This has been fun, man. I know it's been kind of depressing, but it has been kind of fun to go through and, and do this. And the next time we do a live Tales from the Nation, I promise we'll do something that's a little more cheery and a little more fun to celebrate. And uh, we'll also give you guys a good notice. So that way you can send in your calls, emails, something like that. Maybe yes. let us know where you were when... I don't know. Pick one, Swaggo. What's one of the ones that, that we're going to cover up? Uh, up? Let, let us know what you were doing for Sea of Hands. 
There you go. Absolutely. You not know, not born like yet. <laughs> yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we've got to do some fun ones. We've got to do some fun. You oh, know, we're going to pump out like a few good ones after this. Well, you know, we're going to do the Holy Roller tonight. So that will be an audio version only. We're going to yes. have the Holy Rollers going to come out. And that one's hilarious, man. Oh, Just great. Bill King's call alone on that game is absolutely hilarious. Oh, so we're going to do the Holy Roller. Um, you know, I'll tell you one will be a fun one is. A game that I was at was the uh, was the, the the Raiders beating the Broncos on Sunday Night Football in 2016, kind of like our return to you know I'm gonna say glory because that was a short lived thing there in 2016. But man, that was a big deal for oh, us to beat that. Yeah, you know, Latavius Murray balled out yes. that game. Like that would be a fun game to cover. Um, you know, maybe like some of the Charles Woodson like coming back. Kind of stuff. Anyway, that was a little Absolutely. more, a little more recent history. We'll do a live one. Yeah, uh, maybe you know what I mean, and we'll celebrate something fun like that. Uh, you know, the Dread Pirate Roberts game or whatever, and then that will give you guys a uh, something a little more fun to chime in on there. So, anyways, appreciate you. So next week, um, hey, Coach Davis just joined the tat- chat and said, "Wow, glad I missed this episode." <laughs> <laughs> right on, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, it's been a little, been a little rough, but hey, we got through it, and it was definitely. Uh, uh, an, an interesting journey back through. So appreciate that, Swago. So, Swag, uh, we'll be back next week with the Raiders Fan Radio proper. Yeah, we will. Plus a lot of Tales from the Nation. We got a lot of Mojo's Pod Show coming up this yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to be coming at you every week with cool, new, interesting content. And yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. We've actually been kicking around some ideas from even some other new shows, too. So you yeah, might even, why not? You might, you might hear a whole bunch from us here at the old uh, RFR Murph's Fan Cave Network here Absolutely. coming up soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so, uh, so for Murph, this is your boy Swag Jeff. We got everyone in the chat. We got Raider Homer. We got uh, Just Win Johnny, uh, Ron the Mater Raider, uh, uh, Coach Davis, Pirate 1975, Mark Thompson, Three Ring three ring Raiders, uh, Foxy Scorpio, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Raider Born Rico. Uh, we got the whole gang in here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a very special edition of Tales from the Nation. Uh where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side, just like Raiders Fan Radio does, even though it was pretty dark tonight. So Murph, dark. Murph, why don't you take us home, my man? Absolutely. Appreciate everybody joining us. You can always subscribe to us at the youtube.com slash Cave and check out what we do live every week on Wednesday night. And uh, please subscribe to us anywhere you can find an audio podcast. Just subscribe by searching for Murph's Fan Cave. That's M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. Appreciate you all. Go Raiders! And, uh, Titans. Go Titans. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Sure, why not? (laughs) Good night, guys. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.